Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Top story for this week is going to be the end of round one and the start of round two of the 2021 Create a Competitor competition. This past week, the wild card entrants were determined for round two of the CCC. There were four wild card spots available, one picked by Pat Mulligan, one picked by Steve Rask, the other two were part of a fan vote. There was a poll put up by Pat Mulligan, who runs the CCC. You had 48 hours to vote, and you could vote one time in the poll. The top two would advance. That poll opened up Wednesday night, I believe around 10 p.m., like normal round one polls. It ran 48 hours, closed Friday around the same time. The top two vote-getters in the poll that are going on to round two as wild cards are Johnny Korea and the Memes Dealer. Congratulations to the both of them. The other two wild card picks who were announced on the SRG Super Show discussion group on Facebook, along with the poll winners, are Harvey Luster, who I believe was picked by Pat Mulligan, and the master strategist, who I believe was picked by Steve Resk. They will join the seven winners of the round one matches of the CCC. Those winners are JAC, Time Bomb Tim, Fotista, Moonstar, Lauren Santiago, Rin Rin Same, and Private Cuddles, who won the last match, match seven of round one. Also moving on to round two, the runner-up from the 2020 CCC, who got a buy into round two, Vicious Dick Vandal. Those 12 people will be in round two. As far as I know, round two is going to be the tag round. Now, Pat Mulligan, if you're hearing this, anybody else, if you're hearing this, don't do the tag round. The tag round is terrible. Please don't do the tag round. With that being said, they're almost certainly doing the tag round. Breakdown of the tag round for those who have not ever seen the tag round in the CCC. Each match features two teams randomly picked. Two players per team. One player will start what they call a tag chain. So, for example, let's say JAC and Time Bomb Tim are a team. JAC will start a tag chain. He will tag somebody on Facebook. Let's just say he tags the current World Heavyweight Champion, Eddie Fury. Eddie Fury then tags the current Underworld Champion, Candyman. Candyman then tags the current United States Champion, Fotista. Each team is trying to build tag chains. Now, if a tag chain stalls, for example, using the last tag chain, 
Fotista is tagged. Fotista does not tag anybody else. JAC can join that chain, tag his tag team partner, Time Bomb Tim. Then Time Bomb Tim will start a new chain. Each tag in the chain is considered a vote for that tag team. So, if you actually are participating in the tag team round, if you're tagging in a chain, understand that tag is your vote. Please understand that. When you tag a team, you are saying, I want this team to go on to the next round. Now, it is possible in the tag team round to tag both teams. Just understand when you do that, you are essentially negating your vote. Tagging for both teams is the equivalent of tagging for neither team, other than it does help the chain keep going. I just want to bring this up to make sure everybody understands what tagging means. If there's a person in a team or two people in a team you want to see move on to round three over their opponents, understand if you tag for both teams, you are sort of defeating that purpose. If you don't care, if you just want to tag for both teams, you're welcome to do that. Personally, I would recommend either tagging for the team you want to see move on or not tagging at all. Two reasons. Number one, teams are counting on your vote. So if you tag for them and then go on to tag for another team, you're essentially taking your vote away effectively from the first team you tagged for. Number two, the tag team round is the worst round for Pat Mulligan to count. It is the most difficult round for him to count up the votes. And so when you tag for both, effectively negating your vote, you're creating work for Pat Mulligan that does not count toward a team moving on to round three. So, for Pat Mulligan's sake, consider voting for one team or for no teams. Now, what I've just said is currently unofficial. There's been no announcement about what's actually going to happen. I'm giving you this information based off of past year's tag team rounds. They could do it differently this year. Nothing has been announced yet. Pat Mulligan on the last episode of Talk of the Universe stated he would announce what's going on in round two either next Monday, tomorrow, May 9th as I record this, or on the next episode of Talk of the Universe. That would be Wednesday night, May 11th. We'll have to see. No teams have been announced. No pairings have been announced. We know because there are 12 people, if they run it like they've run it in the past, there's going to be three matches in round two, four people per match, two teams of two. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. I don't know if they're going to announce all the teams at once and all the pairings at once, if they're going to do it one match at a time, if they're going to give each team seven days to set everything up beforehand. We just don't know. But look for round two to kick off, possibly starting next week. 
The next big stories from this week are going to be the championship and other featured matches. The first kicked off Sunday night after I recorded last week's show. This was the Deep South Championship. It saw the champion, Teru the Shogun, playing as El Phantasmo, take on the challenger, Piglet, playing as Krampus. No stipulations here. The match went to crowd meter two. The winner, new Deep South champion, Piglet. Congratulations to Piglet for winning with Krampus and becoming the Deep South champion. Tuesday night, there was supposed to be a defense of the United States Championship. Fotista, who just had a defense two days prior on Sunday, was going to defend Tuesday night. Unfortunately, he could not defend. That has been rescheduled for tonight. As I record this, the matches have not taken place yet. I'm going to end up, unless the matches go too long, adding the results of the matches for Sunday night at the end of the show. Two matches are scheduled. The first is this rescheduled United States Championship match. The champion, Fotista, will take on the challenger, Swaggy D. The other match is going to be a match for the Deep South Tag Team Championships. The current champions are the team of Trash and Cash. That's the Mad Custodian and Young Allergy. They're going to be taking on a team of Chugonomics and a mystery partner. As I'm recording this, I don't know who that is. If possible, I will add the results from those two matches to the end of the show, like I said earlier. If not, it'll be next show. The last championship match from this week, barring the matches taking place tonight as I record this May 8th, was a match for the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championship. The current champions going in, humongously sweet. That's the team of Big Match Pete and Candyman. The challengers, a team known as AC Underlords. This is a team of Vicious Vic Vandal and Juan Besa. Candyman was playing as Big Bad Bobby D. Big Match Pete was playing as Kenta. Vicious Thick Vandal was playing as Danny Limelight. Juan Beza was playing as the mayor of Slamtown, Johnny Super Show. This match goes all the way to crowd meter one. Not too long. About a 10-minute match overall. The winner, still champions, Humongously Sweet. Congratulations to Humongously Sweet for retaining, for successfully defending the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championship. As far as upcoming championship news, here's what I have for that. There's been a contender announced for the current Intergalactic Champion split. Split's next challenger will be Yasmin. There's also been an announcement for the next challengers for the Underworld Tag Team Championship, a.k.a. the Real Tag Team Championship, currently held by Jawjammers. Their next challengers will be a team from Crime Wave, Jokerfish, and Wrench Monkey. Those are the two championship matches I know about. 
The other championship news is an update to the number one contender tournament for the World Heavyweight Championship. That tournament has reached the top eight. The top eight are all ladder matches. Let me give you the matchups for the top eight. The first matchup, Alec Ventresca versus Mark Perry. The second matchup, Big Match Pete versus Jeff McPeak. The third matchup, Brian Waitfort Schmidt versus Brian Lee. Battle of the Bryans there. And then the final matchup in the top eight in the quarterfinals, Uncle Bradley, Brad Iyer versus the Grump, Danny Thunder. Those four matches, all ladder matches, are going on right now. According to the graphic, the next matches, the top four, the semifinals, may be Ring of Fire matches. Nothing has been confirmed, but according to the bracket that was released on the 5th, there is a match type, a stipulation listed on the bracket key, Ring of Fire, that has not been used yet in the tournament. We'll just have to see if that ends up being the semifinal stipulation, or if that's an error or a red herring, and maybe it'll be a completely different stipulation for the semifinals. But top eight, underway, ladder matches. As far as I know, at least one of those matches has already concluded. I'll give you the results when they're official. But quarterfinals underway. Those are pretty much the big stories outside of the online tournaments from this week. I will give a little update on the entrance gear cards for Ikuzo Super Show. Two more of those were released. I believe one for the Gunslinger class and then one for the Assassin class. The one for the Gunslinger class is the entrance gear Solar Shotgun. For this entrance gear card, when you roll Power, Power, and Strike, your opponent discards one card from their hand, I believe. The other one for the Assassin class. Assassin class, by the way, Agility 10, Strike 9. The Gunslinger class is Strike 10, Agility 9. For the entrance gear, High Level Parkour, when you roll Agility twice, when you hit roll that second agility for your turn roll, your turn roll is plus two. Effectively, it's Kenta's gimmick through an entrance card when you roll two agilities. Now, they did mention, and this I think is a change, with that first entrance gear card, that it would not necessarily be in a row. It wouldn't be power, power, and then strike. It might be basically two powers and a strike. So if you went Strike power, power. If you want power, strike power. Something like that. It didn't have to be power, then power, then strike. With, of course, other skills potentially in between. I'm not sure if that's actually how it's supposed to be, but they floated that. Interesting idea. We'll just have to see, but they floated that as a possibility that they might change up how those work instead of being rolling those skills in a row. It might be just you put a token down when you roll the first skill, token when you roll the second, 
and then when you hit the third, fourth, however many you do, then it triggers. Again, with these entrance cards, they can trigger multiple times in a game, but you have no control over when they trigger. Once the conditions are met, they happen immediately, and they happen before the turn roll draw. So same time that turn roll gimmicks happen, these entrance card, entrance gear card effects also happen. And then finally, before I talk about the online tournaments from this past week, there was one featured match that had been talked about for quite a while. This was a match between Michael Nichols, the American Nightmare King, and a team of the SRG boss and Kirk Polka, the boss Roddy Sheepdown team. This was billed as a hair match. If Michael Nichols lost, he would have to cut his hair off. Michael Nichols was originally supposed to take them on with South Bell as his tag team partner in a tag team match. She ended up not being able to play. So for a while, it looked like it might be a handicap match. In the end, Michael Nichols teams up with the Freak Show's Dizzy Derailed to take on the Boss Roddy Sheepdown. Also, Mike Nichols is allowed to, at the last minute, change his competitor card, his competitor set. So, he was originally going to be using the original version of Brian Cage. He ends up using Adam Page. So, Adam Page and Papa Wheelie, played by Dizzy Derailed, are the team that faces off against Kirk Polka using Kenta and the SRG Boss using the second version of the SRG Boss. This match, decent length match, goes to crowd meter one. In the end, Michael Nichols hits the rite of passage, rolls an 11, and none of the save rolls are successful. Michael Nichols and Dizzy Derailed win the tag team match. Congratulations to them. The American Nightmare King's hair is safe for now. We may also see. The American Nightmare King get a shot at a championship match based on this. Will it be a tag match with Dizzy Derailed? Will it be something else entirely? Nothing is sure yet, but that is a potential result of his victory over Boss Roddy Sheepdown. Again, congratulations to him. Now let's talk about the online tournaments from this past week. Monday night, we had a special edition of Monday Night Boss Fights. Only eight players in this particular tournament. This was because the boss wanted to try an experimental format. They divided up the players into two groups of four. And like in a lot of these group stage matches, each player in the group played the other three players in the group. Top two advance. However, in these groups... The boss set up essentially featured matches, paired people up, and then those featured matches were streamed on the twitch.tv slash srguniverse channel. I did not get to see those matches, but apparently there were some good matches in there. After the preliminary rounds, after the group stages, they cut to a top four. The semifinalists who did not move on were the SRG boss himself. And the big guy, the finalists in this tournament end up being Shaggy Shark, who was playing as Shaggy Shark, and 
the Judge Tim Riley playing as Pager Rager. The winner of the special edition of Monday Night Boss Fights, Shaggy Shark as Shaggy Shark. Congratulations to Shaggy Shark for winning Monday Night. Thursday night, we have Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. 14 players, two groups of seven, top two from each group advanced. So we have four players in the top cut. In the semifinal round, the Ring of Fire stipulation was used. In the finals and in the third place match, the tables, ladders, and chains stipulation was used. The top four end up being in fourth place, playing as Big Bad Bobby D, Chris Pate. In third place, playing as Amazing Red, James Booker. The finalists were Alec Ventresca, playing as Jay White, and the Grump Danny Thunder, playing as El Superombre. The winner, Alec Ventresca, as Jay White. Congratulations to Alec Ventresca for winning Thursday night. Friday night, there's a trios pop-up hosted by the Cheetah. Only four players. Everybody played each other. After that opening round, the top two were the Cheetah and the Italian Mambata. The Italian Mambata went undefeated in the round robin, so the Cheetah had to win twice if he was going to win the event. The Cheetah was playing as the Mew World Order. The Italian Mambada was playing as the Brain Trust. In the first match, the Cheetah is able to pull out the victory, so it goes to a second match. In the second match, the Cheetah is able to win the first turn and is able to play as a lead his Finish from the Cheetah single competitor, Burning Savannah, roll a 27, and the Italian Mabata cannot break out. The Cheetah wins his own trios pop-up event. Congratulations to the Cheetah. Congratulations to the Italian Mabata, a.k.a. Shaggy Shark, for going to the finals in two of the three online tournaments from this week, winning one of those. It's a great feat. As far as online tournaments for next week, as of right now, as I'm recording this, there's nothing currently posted to supershowthegame.com. But as always, look for something Monday night, look for something Thursday night, look for something potentially on the weekend, and as always, dojo, Tuesday night, twitch.tv slash srguniverse. With that being said, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'm still looking for followers on Twitter. That's Outlaw Budcast on Twitter. Hopefully I'll be able to get enough followers to maybe get a press pass for Origins Game Fair. That's the next big convention SRG Universe will be at second weekend in June from Wednesday to Sunday. I was able to watch the two championship matches, so let me give you the results from those two. First... We had the United States Championship on the line. The champion, Fotista, playing as the man from IT, taking on the challenger, Swaggy D, playing as the new version of Swaggy D. 
This match went to crowd meter four, mostly through Swaggy D playing stops that raise the crowd meter when they stop finishes, which is smart for his gimmick. When the crowd meter goes up, Swaggy D's gimmick allows him to draw a card and makes the opponent discard one card from the opponent's hand at random. And the winner, new champion, Swaggy D as Swaggy D. Congratulations to Swaggy D for the victory. The other championship match, Sunday night, the Deep South Tag Team Championship. A couple hours before the match took place, the mystery opponent was announced. I mentioned earlier the challengers would be Chugonomics and a mystery opponent. The challengers end up being Chugonomics and Prince Butters. Together, they take on the champion tag team, Trash and the Cash, Mad Custodian, and Young Allergy. The champions are playing as the original Colt Cabana in the case of the Mad Custodian and a Jay White in the case of Young Allergy. For the challengers, Chugonomics is playing as Venus. Prince Butters is playing as Uranus. This match goes to Crowd Meter Zero. It's pretty heavily favored in the challengers. The challengers make a lot of tags. And in the end, Prince Butters throws a finish. That, while it has multiple tens, the finish roll ends up being an eight, the lowest possible. However, the team of Trash and Cash cannot kick out, and so the new Deep South Tag Team Champions are Chugonomics and Prince Butters. After the match, Bob Dunn, who I think might be the Deep South GM, but was definitely acting as referee of the match, after the match, Bob Dunn announced that there will be a match May 22nd, I believe, between Mott Boys John Korea and Piglet, and Angry Burbs, Nick Baxter, and Rowdy Ron. The winner of that match will be the number one contender for the Deep South Tag Team Championship. And with that being said, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and good day.